AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. Hello and welcome to episode 41, season 13 of the Fighting God podcast. Something I'm supposed to just be in the castle for one. I'm joined by, joined by Felonius Filth and Nick. How you doing, boys? All good, all good. Have that and put yeah, that man. in your fucking pipe and smoke here. Hey? All of it. All of it. Shove it all in, mate. Yeah. Put it all in the pipe. <laughs> that Get was down, yeah. That was like <laughs> I was gonna say accidental anal, but I didn't know how to make it into a joke, so I was just gonna say it and hope people laugh. <laughs> Is it accidental anal? Is that it's not the best way it's to start a podcast? Premeditated anal. Premeditated anal, but that's that they. I mean, as long as everybody's they know. Th- no, as long as everyone's gone right. This is what we're happy for. We're happy that this is happening. Premeditated anal is a- actually every every time <laughs> anal has to be premeditated all the time, right? Can't have surprise anal. <laughs> no, something it's else. Consenting, consenting, premeditated anal for sure. That's, that's what we served up. That's what we served up. That's what Newcastle have got fucking premeditated because it was premeditated because Tottenham Hotspur over the five games that we didn't win and all the narratives around Spurs all the fact that we thought oh they're, they're not that good they're not, they're not playing oh they're playing good football but are they getting a result fuck you fuck pragmatism <laughs> fuck your mum 4-1 obliterated them absolutely obliterated played them off the park this Newcastle team everyone's banging on about oh they've got a few injuries we got a few fucking injuries oh they're a bit tired we're fucking tired Oh, they've got Champions League. Well, we ain't got Champions League, but we're still fucking... 
Do you know what I mean? We done them. We done them. Absolutely done them. Like, they've I was got, they've I was, got unlimited funds, man. It's into pipe down. Yes, you've got a nation state behind you. You've got an entire fucking country. What have we got? Daniel Levy and Bernard <laughs> Lange or whatever that geezer's name is now buys our players. <laughs> That's what we got. You've got fucking, you've got an entire nation with an abundance of wealth of which no football club before Newcastle could ever imagine. Just because you can't spend it because of FFP. That's not our fucking problem. Don't fucking cry and moan about Spurs. That, we was... Um, so I'm so really excited because we get to, get to talk, do a fighting cop podcast and talk about Spurs in, in the way we should be have been talking about Spurs after Villa and West Ham. And uh, yeah, so um, T, you was at the stadium. Was you there as well, Nick? Yeah. No, man, I couldn't go. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> T, you was at the stadium. Um, yeah, yeah, I was there. Tell me about tell me about the vibes. What what was it like? What was the feeling there? Because every single time we had a moment of pressure or a moment of big play, all you heard from the Tottenham faithful was the um, was 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 Ange Postecoglou's now name ringing around the stadium. It's it's so weird this season, and even if this run, it doesn't feel like um, it doesn't feel like even though, even though you could probably say it was relegation form, it didn't feel like it. You know. Um, it, I didn't feel that sense of foreboding today, even before even before the game. And the atmosphere has always been supportive. I mean, even though we talk about maligned players like um, Emerson Royale and Richarlison, there's still a there's still a wave of support for these guys, and it's just supporting everyone. And it was just um, just a lot of warmth in the stadium, really. And um, when he went, I think when he went two goals out, that's when we knew that something was going to happen because we go we've led all these games that we've lost, and the second goal is kind of calm the, the stadium down it was just kind of you know went, went about our business in a you know more of a confident way I thought that um, after the first goal there's still a little bit of nerves but the second goal was like you know what boom yeah. we're back mm. we're back tell me tell me if that, that display was any different from what we saw against Villa the, the only difference obviously was the scoreline but the performance wasn't it was I mean actually I mean Newcastle that, that game it was almost 10 out of 10 across the board like everyone was superb Yeah, but the performance the intent the ability to create chance after chance, to dominate possession and work, work around whoever we are have in front of us. That I mean, actually, that that performance against Villa was probably better than the one we had against Manchester City, in my opinion. That might be that might be a the first half, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Newcastle one was different, different. What do you make of it, Nick? We just went at it, didn't we? I think the that first twenty-five minutes. The way we were playing, particularly down the left-hand side, I think that formation straight away, it, it was, you could see why I'd done it. It was just clicking. Udogi, in the first 25 minutes, for example, was he on that performance, he was he was man of the match. But I, I just think that it was perfection almost. They just couldn't cope with it. The way we were moving the ball, it's like this second string come in and the new formation has kind of suddenly clicked and that this unity within the squad shines through it really really kind of they they were so together that's what i took away from yesterday that they were just so together as a team more than any other team that i've watched this season for sure bias there but you know that's how I, that's how i see it i am um, just just a quick note on on uh sar i and the, and the boys might have picked up on this but i've been a bit like not sure what he does i'm not convinced by him <laughs> last night he was Unreal. He was unreal. Like, I saw Ooh. everything I wanted to see. I saw everything I didn't think he was capable of, and I knew he was good at playing football. And I know he's good at 
you know, retaining possession under pressure. Not that he's press resistant. It isn't that. It's just that he's comfortable on the ball in, in high pressure moments and finding players. We we saw a different midfield last night. It was combative as well as silky. And it was, I think the massive part of that was down to Saar and Basuma's incredible performance. And it was really good. Like back to what we saw at the first part of the season, I think was seems to be in large part the fact that Saar was next to him. To you, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, someone like Basuma, as great as he's very, very languid. He can be very casual on the ball. And often, not yesterday, but in the in the bad games that we had, he was always losing possession by being too casual. And I think that Saar brought us the intensity that we've missed in his absence because we've had um, Hoybier fill in and Hoybier's not a very intense player like, like Saar is. And um, obviously, Bentancourt fortunately got injured. And I think that Saar just brought that youthful energy, that youthful vibrance to the side. And um, I just think that there was this, I think the players around him trust him and he sensed that yesterday and that's what was so good about yesterday is that there's a lot of trust in Son and a lot of our a lot of the good stuff came from him and it was lovely to see it was mm. there's so many great things about yesterday like you can't you couldn't I didn't look at one performance and thought no you weren't good enough yesterday do you know what I mean Nicky it was yeah it was almost complete I, I totally agree I was just talking about the left hand side and then when T's talking there I'm thinking about the right hand side and I'm thinking Romero Porro Saar and Bissouma and and those quadrants and the triangles that were coming out of that was just as you say like this ultimate trust it across the board when you look at that team they all played out of their skin yesterday but they didn't it, none of them looked like they were trying you know even even down to Richie up front he, he looked like he just, they just looked comfortable and confident I don't know what he did last week he stuck a rocket up their ass for sure but it somehow it's come out as this confidence and this assured nature and Saar definitely the tempo that he created in there and, and the spine that he that he created with Romero at the back Ben Davies you know like we'll get on to all these guys I'm sure but there's just a synergy going on within that team at the moment which really came off yesterday it came off with four four great great goals yeah shout out Ben Davies as well like because wow. like, we we thought I, I I thought I thought not only did I think we were fucked I thought we were double fucked when when we lost Van der Ven because we don't have a replacement for him like you know, Van der Ven, one of his main attributes, apart from being brilliant on the ball, is his recovery place, pace. If we're going to play that high line, you need a centre-back as good as him, as quick as him, to be able to read the game and also get back in order to prevent any kind of counter-attacking opportunity. Ben Davies doesn't have his qualities, and yet he looks secure and comfortable in, in that left-hand side of that back four. And we talked about this at length on the uh, Five Statements, the Patreon podcast we do after each game. Become a patron, patreon.com forward slash fighting clock. Uh, and and uh, he was just he was just comfortable, weren't he, boys? He was just, and not only comfortable, crucial. Because when we went 1-0 up, I don't know if you what you saw, and I'm sure you've watched it back, T, but yeah. Ben, ben Davies's interception to nick the ball or do enough to put off Isaac was, well, he prevented the goal. That was almost like scoring a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see on Isaac's face um, that he really thought it was going to be in and um, Davies' intervention stopped him. Um, Davies is a reliable player and um, I think a lot of what Potoglu said in those defeats is that it doesn't. I don't think Potoglu feels that everyone is buying into how he wants to play the game and um, obviously some of that's down to personnel and some of that's down to um, 
if players can adapt to what Postecoglou wants them to do. And um, you've got to give Davies a lot of credit because we've had um, four five managers over the last few years and Davies has been fairly dependable on all of them. He's not been the first name in a team, team sheet by any means, but he's always gone in and done you know, a competent job. And I think him and Romero is probably... It is still is still a very very good defensive pairing. I think. But you Davies wouldn't have said that. You wouldn't have said that like a month ago, would you? Um, no, but I didn't think. I I, I think Romero and Davies would have, wouldn't have been a disaster, but Davies and Royale is probably as bad as it could have got. We still got through. We still here. <laughs> you know, we're still breathing. But um, no, he's he's a reliable player. He's been asked to do a number of different roles at Spurs, and um. I don't think he'd ever played in a, in a defensive two um, from memory. Not, not, not in a, not not a regular basis anyway. No, and he looked like um, he's been doing it for the last 10 years, so got to give him kudos. He's, he's made six starts at centre-back this season. Six. Wow. I, I mean, I, I thought I thought yesterday that was probably the best I've seen him. And yeah. There's definitely some recency bias there, but I thought, you know, he's a, an absolute consummate professional. 10 years, 10 years at the club approximately, you know, he's never, yeah, well, never yeah. had the fanfare, has he? Never had, never really had the plaudits from any of us, but he, he certainly deserves him. Big, big shout out to him yesterday. Like, what a guy. Brilliant. I'm just trying to find out how many plays, games he's played for Tottenham in total. It's uh, a good it, couple hundred, maybe 300. 408 games he's played for Spurs. Wow. Hang on, mate, yeah. that might be career games. Hang on a second, let me just, just let's not, let's not give him everything. <laughs> right, or he had a good I'm game. I'm going to put it near the 300 mark. <laughs> yeah, he's had a good game, but we're not going to give him another fucking 100 games just for, just for playing well. Um, I mean, just looking, just looking at the BBC ratings here, like that they were giving him yesterday, he's, he's got a uh, 7.68, you know, so like a nearly an 8 out of 10 with only Porro, Udoggy, uh, Richarlison and Son above him which is it says it all really doesn't it that actually as a team yesterday we were pretty impeccable but yeah is great it, performance I can't find the details but if he's played 10 seasons for Spurs is 408 games out of the is that reasonable in all in all comps in all comps it's unlikely I'd say because I think Vertonghen played 300 Vertonghen was about playing every single game so Okay, well, let, let's we just agree officially on on the fighting cock that he's played three hundred and eight games for Spurs. It's two hundred and sixteen, according to Wikipedia. Fuck that. <laughs> that doesn't fit the narrative anyway. at all. Um, Pedro Porro. The, the I, I got a oh, message God. from uh, a mate of mine who isn't. He's absolutely not a Tottenham Hotspur fan. He's very much like he loathes Tottenham Hotspur. And he cannot stop banging on about Pedro Porro. To go from where we thought that he may not even play football for Postacoglu this season to be as good as he is. Like, he's unreal. And by the way, this podcast is just going to be waxing lyrical about every one of our players until we get bored. But fucking Pedro, <laughs> Pedro Porro is, is, is unreal. He was great yesterday, but he was also, he's also been brilliant through this period, this, 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 this period of... Um, you know, of lack of results. Pedro Porro has been out say, uh, uh, sensational. And Zeus actually asked a question. It's, it's a poignant question and pertinent and in, important to consider it in its entirety. But has Pedro Porro been our best player this season? <coughs> also, if he walked off a balcony, if he wanked off a balcony, would you try and catch his spunk in your mouth? You've got to. If, <laughs> if that happens, you have to try it. 
Yeah, I fancy myself to live catching it, even from like um, Empire State Building, I reckon I'd probably, probably catch it. If but, I um, threw a peanut at your mouth from six feet, would you be able to catch it? Yeah. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> Nick just went, yeah. I, I am. I'm fucking well good at it. <laughs> I, I was just trying to imagine the mess it would make if he spunked off the Empire State Building and it did it you in the face, to be honest. It would be rain. Uh, it would be, be, be the best rain you could ever possibly be under. It's going to hit you like a brick. It would be like Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. If, he, if, if Pedro Porro is knocking one out on the Empire State Building, I want to be under it with my arms open, with my mouth open. Ah, it'd be like that. Mag- be like Magnolia when it's raining frogs. <laughs> that is, I mean, I, I don't know how many people that are listening to this podcast who've watched Magnolia, but I fully appreciate that that reference. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, Ollie Whitehead, Whitefoot, rather, he says, "How much do you love Porro and him and the Dogie? Be- are him and the Dogie better than Walker and Rose were in their prime for us? For me, I don't think Rose or Walker could do what these two are doing." you answer that I think potentially yeah I mean it's still very very early days but potentially yeah I think um, what Walker and Rose are doing is it's kind of a similar principle because they were both players who are kind of um, on the fringes and not very highly rated within Tottenham um, the, you know Walker was a liability Danny Rose didn't really have a role within the team he wasn't really a left winger and he wasn't really a left back but Pochettino saw that within them and they just both up, you know, Walker's probably the best right back in Premier League history right now. Um, ever. But, ever. yeah, but then you look at, um, I think you, you did a you did a podcast with Harry Brooks on, on the lab and he said that um, a doggy is just a great footballer and what he means by that, he could put a doggy anywhere on the pitch and he'll just know what to do and mm. it's um, it's interesting that and just kind of tapped into that with him. Um, Poro, I think he's probably had to work on it a bit more, playing that um, weird role, the inverted fullback role. But he's been spectacular. He had about three nutmegs yesterday, and um, the cross for Rishi's goal was was spectacular. Oh yeah, and the way yes. he turned around and ran towards uh, Postecoglou, <laughs> love it. Love it was it. quick. I, you, I feel a little bit sorry. I'm going to carry on with, with, with the Poro and Adogi conversation because there wasn't a better example of this inverted fullback sort of slash centre midfielder slash double eights, whatever they... I mean, it was mental, the amount of attacking positions them two were finding themselves in. I want to talk and get your mm-hmm. opinion on that, boys, but like, it was, it's mental that there is pressure on Postacoglu, in my opinion. I know, uh, T, you've got fraud watch. Is that still on? Um, you know, I've got to do like a little scale, like 10 complete fraud, zero, not a fraud. So I'll probably put them at about three right now. Okay, good. Um, so On the fraud watch scale. On the fraud watch scale... Uh, Postacoglu is currently at three, according to Felonius Filth, yeah. not the fighting cock. This is just very much Felonius' thing, <laughs> which he finds fucking hilarious. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, it's so stupid, that's why. And it's so far from what I believe. <laughs> no, mate, be, be prepared. Be prepared for people to think no. No, 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 no. He, <laughs> he doesn't like him. But, but Nick, it was. It, it, do you not think it's crazy because we've had this period of. Of, of five games and unmitigated challenges that are presented before Postacoglu for him to be under pressure at this uh, in this moment because his relief when we were scoring goals when we certainly we scored the second goal it wasn't jumping around like Conte but it did feel for, it did feel looking at him that it was like okay thank fuck this is working not that he didn't believe yeah, yeah. it but just do you know what I mean what 
Yeah, he need, well, he needed it, didn't he? He needed to go. He's a very assured guy. <laughs> um, I, I fully believe, you know, that he knows where he's going um, with all of this, and you have to trust in the process. We were told this right at the start. You know, you read out that email on the pod from the Celtic fan, which said, it's going to happen. Ange said it's going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. You're going to hit bumps in the road. Um and yesterday it clicked. And that's not to say that it's all going to be plain sailing from now. But I think the the juxtaposition that we're at with the fan base is that actually people forget really quickly. You know, all of a sudden we're, we're top of the league. We're in, whether you want to call that a false position or not, I don't know. Like that's something that I've seen on, on Twitter in the last couple of days. But it, it just doesn't work like that, does it? We're in the best league in the world. And I think everyone's kind of thinking has moved from a point where I said at the start of the season, I'd be happy with sixth or seventh. Um, now, all of a sudden, we're, what, a couple of points off the top four with seven points off top, right? So that that is going to change people's memory. We've got short memory uh, as football fans, but that, but but to finish sixth or, or seventh is still going to be okay. It's just kind of, I, I think that what's happened in the first part of the season is it skewed the data, you know, and actually like people are now saying we should be winning every game. There's no such thing as an easy game in this league. So I think there's a bit of relief coming from Ange, but also a hell of a lot of pride, which is emanating throughout the squad and coming out with within their interviews, the way they're talking, you know, our skipper who we'll talk about um, just across the board, really. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just on that, because you mentioned about sort of narratives around Spurs being created and, and, you know, fans of other football clubs and pundits sort of, it felt like there was an element of glee when things weren't going right for Spurs. Again, going back to this, how dare Ange Postecoglou turn up and play football this way? And this, is he naive? Should he be more pragmatic? And you saw the result last night wasn't pragmatic. Anyway, we had this message sent in and... Um, you can uh, you can become a part of our WhatsApp group or send message messages through our DMs. But the best thing is our WhatsApp group. I haven't. This is very unprofessional. I haven't got the number right now. I'll play it after. I'll get the number after and and and, and play it. But we had this message from Alan from Romford, and this is <laughs> it sounds like something you see in readers' wives. My wife got banged out by some bloke, the bin man, in uh, down the road, and I tell you what, I loved it. I sat in the cupboard. I'm not. I absolutely smashed one out. Watching my wife get absolutely rowed, Alan from Romford. Anyway, this isn't that didn't happen from Alan from Romford. This was his <laughs> reaction to what he's seen from pundits over the last few days. Afternoon, boys. I can't bother to type, so um, I'm a fucking lazy bastard. Having watched match today, this morning, and Sky yesterday, what the fuck is actually going on? Got Gary Neville feeling sorry for Newcastle fans. They're a great bunch, trustworthy bunch. They made the effort. It's not our fault the fucking trains were down, do you know what I mean? Match of the day, commentator. Got to feel sorry for Newcastle because they look fatigued. All the players look fatigued. And they've got injuries and playing Champions League. Shay Given, he felt sorry for Newcastle because Spurs are getting lots of players into the box. What the fuck does that even mean? When Spurs lose with Spursy, when Spurs have major injuries with Spursy, when we've struggled to handle domestic and European football before, we've been told that we've got a weak underbelly in with Spursy. I, I don't fucking know what goes on no more. Honestly, don't. Anyway, that's my rant over. Enjoy your day. <laughs> what a legend. Alan, what a legend. If you get like more, more of that shit. Alan, I want to get Alan's thoughts every week. 
every single weekend. Give me your thoughts. If they're as funny as that, I want to hear them. And we'll put them in the show. Um, at the, the best bit was when he was saying, Shay Given. Shay Given. Um, he, he, he was like, he said, I felt sorry for Newcastle because Spurs had so many men running into the box. What the fuck does that even mean? What does that mean? Why, why do, do you think that he's right, T, that, that there is, there is a, that, I know we've talked about this before, is there a narrative? Is there like an anti-Spurs thing and a pro-Newcastle thing? There shouldn't be because of who Newcastle are owned and backed by, but is there? I think in sporting fandom, there's always um, an element of um, backlash against anything that's good, regardless, in any, in any shape or form. Um, you know, I mean, Villa are going to get it when they eventually fall off a cliff, and we've had we're getting that now. Um, you know, there's um, Jonathan Liu who's been saying all sorts of weird stuff about Potocoglu from from the outset. But um, weird. that's so weird from I a feel, legitimate journalist that is about him. Yeah, exactly. And um, but I've not seen our fans so so united behind the the team. I mean, obviously there were people who were upset about the run of results naturally because they weren't good results, but um. I feel that within the ground, there's a lot of trust within Postacoglu and what he's trying to do. And um, I think that kind of protects us a little bit, you know what I mean? I think um, when AVB had it with um, Neil Ashton all those years ago, I don't think the fans were all united behind AVB as they are behind Ange and uh, and, and the board to to a degree. And um, that's what I think is different about this time. I feel like the manager has definitely got everyone on side. He says the right things, even in defeat. He says the right things, and um, that just uh, makes it all the more laughable what you know the last of Gary Neville and Shea Given have said about us. Nick, do you know just on what T just said there? When 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 Postacoglu said after the game against West Ham, and I think it was the guy who does our um, I can't remember his name. The guy who does our Spurs media asking him questions, saying like we're playing good football. Oh, Malzi, Malzi, yeah. Uh, and uh, Postecoglou cut him short because I get where Malzu is coming from because he's, you know, fundamentally uh, it, that the, the Spurs media or Spurs video or whatever whatever that is that's there to push a pro Spurs agenda and what I really liked and I want want to hear your thoughts, Nick, here on this is they he said it's not like forget the good football it's about results it's about results it's about whatever every, every accusation that was being thrown at Spurs despite the good football you're not winning. He acknowledged that and he said, no, that's correct. It isn't about performances. It is about results, fundamentally. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, he um, he was quoted as saying, you get what you deserve. And I, and I thought, I mean, Ange does this quite a lot in press conferences, but basically, you know, the question gets asked or the narrative gets spun and he just goes like, 
nah, that's not it, you know, and, and he did it well to Milesy because I think you're right, like they're there to generate the clicks, you know, to an extent that is the most happy clapper that Tottenham gets in terms of, oh, we still we still did all right. Nah, you get what you deserve, mate. He, he spoke about a lack of conviction in finishing after the West Ham game and he acknowledged that there's a long way to go, which I think is a nod to this bump in the road, you know, like he's come off the back of um, having a hat-trick of manager of the month. And then he's on this he's on this slightly kind of well on the wrong side of the luck is one thing, or things not just clicking, depending on kind of which kind of tactical element you want to go on it. And I reckon after that with Milesy, he went home, drunk a litre of scotch, went back in. <laughs> how drunken he felt. <laughs> oh mate, I I think I can imagine him just laid out on the living room floor, you know, empty bottle of famous grouse in his hands, like just <laughs> just shouting. Just shouting at the sky and the ceiling. His wife's just stepping over him. Uh, but he's yeah. gone back in and he's done it right, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's going to happen. But I think this agenda will always be there. No one, we've said, no one wants us. Whether it's an agenda or not, people don't want to gamble on us. People like Neville don't want to kind of stick their neck out and go, do you know what? He might be onto something here. It's much easier to play it safe and then say, well, he had that wrong after bashing us for six months, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon. Just be Mark, more like, like Alan, you know. Be more like Alan. <laughs> exactly, much more like Alan. Nolsey um, um, was just sort of was it Nolsey Milesy? Milesy was uh, yeah about four a.m. and he's just like he's drunk two bottles of famous grouse, and he's completely naked, and just going, <laughs> oh, fuck, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that." And he's just back and forth with his flaccid cock between his hands. He hates me. That anxiety though is fucking horrible, mate. Man. I can't tell someone you. you someone you really admire thinks you're a cunt. You're doing a yeah. good job. He's doing a good job, and I don't. And and yeah. he do, he's doing a really good job. He doesn't like, and and possibly doesn't think he's being a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> as much as as funny as that is, he doesn't think that. But but Postecoglou is loaded with the the all of the media's questions towards him. And all of the expectation of the fans, and all Miles is trying to do there is just pose a question that actually, no, what you're doing is 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 you're playing good football, and he's just cut down like that. Bash! I don't <laughs> think you. I'm almost certain that Miles doesn't listen to the podcast. But if you if you are, it it doesn't matter because you you said okay. the right thing. You said the right thing. Yeah, it's okay. It's you're going to be all right. Because you're dealing with a manager. Like, Conte probably wouldn't even have been there. The fact that Postecoglou was, and you have to say these things, you have to ask, you're working for Spurs, I get it. But, <laughs> yeah, the, he must have walked away from the interview going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, Just drop us a voice, drop us a voice note at the fighting cock yeah, and uh, please. get it off your chest, Milesy. Get it off your chest. It's not readers' wives, it's listeners' lives. Just drop us a... <laughs> That's fucking like good. That. That is very good. Listeners' lives. Keeping that. Listeners' well, lives. You can't keep it. It's mine now. Um, oh, I meant our. I meant our. Oh, our, our. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm the wrong. I'm. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong. Uh, now, Ange. Let me give you the number. Right now, seamless podcasting. Right, the number. If you want to become part of our WhatsApp group, is oh seven eight eight three eight five zero six five six. That's oh seven eight eight three eight five zero six five six. You can send whatever you like to that WhatsApp group, cocks, tits, whatever. 
Also, voice notes, if they're funny, they'll get on, as we've seen tonight. Um, let me just go back to the Pedro Porro and Adogi combination, duo. Like, would we be playing as well if we didn't have two players as good as those two? Because there were times during that game against Newcastle, you're just thinking, I don't even know where they are. And like, I'm watching us play football and then, oh my God, there's Odogi. I'm not even talking about the goal. It's just generally, like Poro's w- walking in. Like, what do you do as a midfielder when suddenly all of our forwards are forward, right? All of our attacking midfielders are forward and then our fucking fullbacks are on you like rash as well, playing football around you. Like, yeah. you know, they must be going, what the fuck is going on? They must be. T. The thing, the thing with Poro is... um. It's a lovely feeling when you're free to try stuff and it comes off. I mean, Pomo made a couple of errors in the game, as as you'd every game, but he's not afraid to try stuff and being in that being in that flow state, being in that mind state where you're not afraid to make mistakes, you're just playing their game, you're loving it, the manager loves you. He must have been on top of the world right now because um he joined an absolute shit show, man. His debut was the Leicester four one, um, the game of Bentacle got injured and um he joined an absolute shit show. Look where we are now. The fans love him. There's a fan favourite, no doubt. And even the, and the players all love him as well. And his performance yesterday was just was just. I, I thought he couldn't defend. And, um, I thought when he signed, I thought this guy can't defend. Mm-hmm. Talking about Poro. Are we talking I, about Poro or Dougie? Yeah, Poro. But, Poro. but, I, I but I the thing is, though, he, he can't defend. Like he, the geezer's not a defender. Like he's he's on the pitch to play on a forward front front foot team. And he's there to be an attacking force from a right wing back position. That's why it was my estimation. But he's actually playing in the back three slash midfield slash number eight slash fucking centre forward if he wants to. Mental. But he's he's not defending in situations where we're in a, we're, we're in our um, the line is in our six yard box and we're like defending crosses coming in. We're defending crosses coming in a lot. We're not doing that at all. We're playing on the front foot, so we're playing high up. So that benefits him a lot more. And um, even though Royale and Davies isn't the ideal central central defensive pairing, um, they're not relied upon to do loads of the ball because the ball is mainly high up the pitch anyway. So. I think this is just a perfect formation for him. And um, you know, I've been in situations in work where you just have a boss who just gets you and you just feel, you look forward to every single working day. And I feel like a lot with Poe, I feel like he must be in that mind state because um, I can't state how badly the situation he joined was. I really can't. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, comparisons to Walker as well. You know, Walker played... Well, getting on for two hundred games for us, I think, and um, yeah. he was he was the complete player. Maybe when he left, right? So, like, maybe we had a season and a half of of quality Walker, but then look at what Porro has done now, and his age as well. You know, the fact that he's twenty four years old, like what he's doing now in this space of time. Compared to what took Walker 150 games, for argument's sake, you know, made up figures, but whatever. Like it, that it's unreal. It's unreal what he's doing. No, and that's before you get onto his temperament and his passion and his energy. You know, like every time he gets fouled, he screams, he howls, he rolls around on the floor, and then as soon as he gets the kick, he jumps straight up like proper shit house, proper quality. 
Um, and the pass for the goal, uh, you know, was was just next level, wasn't it? And he gets it as well. He gets it. He wants to be like he's bought in yeah. massively. Like of all the players that you, we that, that that you know in terms of the behaviour, who's bought in the most is Pedro Porro. Like Son has, and obviously we know that you know the way he plays and stuff. And Kulusevski has spoken at length about how much he enjoys the, what's going on. But Pedro Porro is bought in massively, and he's been mm. sensational. And Adogi is. Like we've got a special player there, and he's just signed a new. Well, he's about to sign a new five-year deal plus an extra year as an option. Um, yep. This is the club reacting to. Uh, bearing in mind, he was signed eighteen months ago and played a year for Udinese, but they've looked at him and gone, "Okay, we need to tie him down." Hopefully, his brother's is his agent, and there's no break clause, so he can't escape if he wants to because he's that good. <laughs> You're here forever. You can't leave. Fucking Hotel California. No, is that it, right? Lock him in yeah, the dungeon. You, you can check out, yeah. but you can't leave. Get him in that yeah. dungeon where Ricky was searched by that copper. Get him in there and keep him there. <laughs> Britzel's cellar, well belief the lane. And the thing is, is, about this squad is that there is no one there you think would want to break away. We've got a group that is moving in the same direction and on the same trajectory as the football club in the same way that Pochettino had a group of players that were moving in the same direction lucky to have Kane and not I wouldn't say lucky to have Deli Ali because he got the best out of him but a group of players that weren't that were completely and utterly it seemed to focus on the club that were at in this case Tottenham Hotspur and the manager they had in this case Postacoglu it seems similar now. Like I can't think of a, simple, a single player that might be at this stage looking beyond Tottenham. I think if there was one, it might be maybe Romero, maybe. But even he doesn't conduct himself in the way that you would you would assume that he would want to get out in a, a year or two. And given his recent record for recklessness maybe other clubs <laughs> <laughs> might not <laughs> might not be looking at him like that honestly when when i when i watched the replay i don't know t have you watched it back have you seen it i've seen it back today yeah because i saw this a lot because <laughs> right. in the stadium i didn't realize it was that bad because it was at the other end to me of course i didn't realize but yeah you can't see in the stadium and, and then you got you got replays i looked at him when he's fucking gone again he's gone again for another three games <laughs> and, and and we've got emerson royale back it was mental. There was a geezer who someone, one of the major Twitter accounts said yesterday, um, it, it was it was loaded with the idea that we need to get rid of Romero. And uh, there was a, I think was there a poll? I'm not sure what there was, but it was a, it was a tweet that said that we keep should get rid of What was that, mate? It's keep or sell. Keep or sell Romero. Okay, well, let, let's pose the question right now for you two. Do you keep or sell Romero based on his record of getting sent off once every 18 games, Nick? Mate, I'm keeping him 100 million percent. You've got people like Sergio Ramos, who's been sent off about um, 20 times in his career. 68 times. decorated. Well, see? <laughs> see what I, mean? I don't think so, it was. I don't think it was 68. But, you know, Sergio Ramos is one of the most celebrated footballers of the last 20 years. And... Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, obviously, if he had been banned for three games from yesterday, that would have been a bit fucked. Obviously, he wanted to go back to Argentina and have some steak for Christmas. But um, 
All jokes aside, I just think he's a fantastic player. And he played really well against West Ham. As well, him and Poe played really well. Didn't deserve to lose that game, but I'll always keep him over. There's, there's no world, is there? I don't want to. I don't want to preload your question or your answer, rather. Um, there's no world where Romero should be even. He's not a liable. I mean, he's he can be a liability in games, and there is an impact to that. But he's too good. Like he was sensational yesterday. Apart from that mentalness. Yeah, and he and he was against West Ham as well. He really was like the. I mean, the goal. Like aside from the goal, the way that he controls the ball at the back, the the irony with Romero. And let's get it right. Anyone who's that much of a genius footballer, um, anyone who's a World Cup winner, um, you know, he's one of those who who treads the line between madness and genius for sure. But. You're going to get a bit of that. You've already used the example of Ramos. Um, Pepe is another one. Uh, Maradona, you know, like they, they've got like the, this bit about them where they are a bit mad, but you're keeping him every time because what he does with the football at the back and his the irony of him being so calm, collected, cool, uh, the vision that he has from centre-back compared with what he does to people, you know, like he's what psych- he actually did. He's crazy. <laughs> he's fucking, crazy. He's crazy. He's a like, fucking he's, he's a psychopath. Like, the, you know, the, the litmus test on this is when you go, would I do that to someone? And what he did to Callum Wilson was absolute filth. And it, what made it, what made it even more funny is big John Bass in the, in the WhatsApp group, just going, he slipped. <laughs> it's a yellow. It's like fucking hell, man. What are you talking about? Because like, John brutal. Bass would do that to someone. Yeah, that's it, that's and it. that's it. I mean, I was a filthy player, and I think like that—that that is naughty. Like, and he done him. He had another one where he flew through at about eighty-five mile an hour and just missed, uh, just missed someone. But, but the rest of the game, he is like—it's like he's taken four diazepam and he's got a ball at his feet and he's just looking about, like doing what he wants with it, pinging balls over the top. I think, I think the way that he played is really responsible for how good Basuma was because I think the balls out of the back. Uh, into Biss and into Saar are just of a better quality. They're they're better measured. He he's um he is a superb footballer and fuck anyone who says otherwise. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't, um, you just don't. Slab, I got. Go I got a quick question for you. Though. Where do you stand on the Wilson Antonio Richarlison beef? I mean, obviously you probably don't care, but no, no, I do care. I do care. It? I do care. The Antonio Antonio and Wilson are a pair of fucking dickheads. They're a pair of fucking dickheads. Like, to, how how there is a world, and I get that 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 media has become a massive part and a massive commodity for not only fans like what we're doing right now, but but the the mainstream media as well. But also now players, the fact that they can have a podcast, and a pair of them are fucking idiots. Like they are idiots. They, the reason why they've got this platform is because they're they're pro footballers, and this this hasn't happened before while players are playing. For them to be able to talk about Richarlison, like I can talk about Richarlison, call him shit, because that's like you know I'm I'm a I'm a fan. I can I can a fan yeah. of Spurs, and I can I can be misguided if I want to be right because no one really gives a shit what I'm saying. But the fact that them two were coating off Richarlison, and for him on that day when Callum against Callum Wilson's team to destroy them. And that's what he did with two goals and um, just his overall play. The best game that Richardson's ever played for Tottenham Hotspur, hands down, I think. For him to do that, 
I just think that's I think that's superb. And, and Callum Wilson needs to fucking eat it. He really does. And 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 I, I don't know if there was any connection with the spat with Vicario at the end, but I'm sure Richarlison has said. By the way, this is there must have been conversation in the change room. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? To you, like, I, I think they targeted them. I think I think they, I think it was targeted. Yeah, I, good, I it good, good. It's a shame Romero didn't actually properly accidentally follow through and snap his fucking fibula. <laughs> he fucking tried. <laughs> didn't try hard enough though, did he? Didn't happen. That's the did only it? thing. Make it look like the shit he did all game. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. Yeah, fuck but, I mean, him, the fact that Wilson, him, the fact that Wilson come out and was saying that Vicario is unprofessional for the faces and all the rest of it, when he's been as unprofessional to coat someone off who's who's literally kind of disclosed that he's struggling with his mental health in the game, like fuck you mate you're shit do you know what I mean but even if you remove the emotive element to what you've just said if it's just merely talking about a fellow professional and then yeah. for them not to hold a grudge they wouldn't be the professional they are they would like, Richarlison would never have got to this situation that he's at right, 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 at right now where he's 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 putting in a potential man of the match performance in the Premier League when mm. when, 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 when things are very difficult with Spurs he wouldn't be that guy if he wasn't reactive to fucking dickhead with a podcast, mm. there's too many podcasts. Too many oh, podcasts. Totally agree. Too many <laughs> fucking podcasts. There are so <laughs> many people with so many fucking opinions. Just let let us have ours and then bin off the rest of them. <laughs> Strong agree. I mean, I, I, I agree with you though, Flav, that um, professional football is at that level. What, well, the top... 0.05% footballers in the world, like, you know, Premier League footballers. So it's a very small group and it's very almost incestuous. Like, everyone's friends of someone in the Premier League, you know what I mean? It's like maybe two degrees of separation in Premier League footballers. So um, the fact that we're in on them and that, I thought that was a bit poor. I mean, I'm, I'm an NBA fan and loads of NBA players have podcasts and obviously sometimes they, they jab at other players, but nothing like that. You know what I mean? And um, I think it was kind of nice that Richardson got, got an element of revenge and um, and the fact that two of our players had to do Wilson, I thought that was, that was quite a beautiful thing. I think it speaks to um, the team spirit that we have as well, which Postcoglu has created. And um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it'd be interesting to, to see what uh, Wilson does on his next podcast now because everyone hates him. He's getting tagged all over the place, calling him a cunt. So He's a cunt. We'll see how he comes back from it. He's a cunt. Yeah. Like if, if there is an example of a cunt, you're you you you're 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 using a platform to hate on another one of your fellow professionals, and you could be like, who knows what might happen? This will never happen. But Tottenham Hotspur could buy Callum Wilson ne- next year, and you've got to play next to him. You said that because of what? Because your peanut brain cannot contemplate the scenarios and 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 the stipulations and the crazy fucking situations that your 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 words are creating that was a horrendous uh 30 seconds of, of words out of my mouth but but, no, you're, no, you're but I, a, I get what you mean i yeah, mean he's, um, been, he's being he's, he's been a dickhead and, and you've got to play football with these people these are your colleagues fundamentally like we, rivalries aside you're, you're playing together so don't be a cunt and that's what happens romero tries to snap you mm-hmm. That's why we need yeah. to get yeah, Romero because he will always have your back. And remember Richarlison Romero having the like beef before? Now what happens? Now he's got your back. Gangster shit. Gang gang. Matty baby. Cash. 
Matty Cash, man, we're coming after you. Yeah, yeah mate, you're I'm dead. You, you're, next. you're fucking yeah. dead. I see a red dot on your head, motherfucker. <laughs> no, you're both, both legs gone. Gone. Not, I'm not saying broken. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna find you. We're gonna take your legs off. Then mm. just Matty Cash, yeah, we're gonna just put you a, a little potato, just bouncing around. No legs. It's a blob. No arms. No put legs. His legs in like ten bins. Matty Cash mash. Matty Cash mash legs. <laughs> Mash this. <laughs> what happens? Matty Mash. Matty Mash. That's what happens. That's what you get. Matty Mash. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase There is a little bit of a gang mentality at Spurs. I love it. I love it. More of it. More of that. 100%. The, the togetherness is is rife and I think I think um, you know our skipper Sonny you know what a game he had we haven't really spoken about him but I think his his comments after the West Ham game may have gone some way to like this display that we saw this week you know him him calling the team soft him saying it's not good enough probably the harshest we've ever seen and I think he's revving it up I think he's bringing out the gang colours I think he's whipping these boys up into a bit of a fury I I I I love I love Huminson more than I ever loved Harry Kane, and I get that people listen to this might say, "Well, yeah, I know because Harry Kane left us." I don't care. I don't care if that's true. I'm telling you right now, I loved him more than 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 I ever did Harry Harry Kane. I love him. I lo- I love him so much. That performance yesterday to for for both there was a couple of things. Andrew Postecoglou choosing to bring uh, Richarlison back into the fold, uh, given the fact that he's performed really badly for Tottenham Hotspur. Maybe it was because of the injury, and maybe we've got a new version of Richarlison that is really good that we didn't, we haven't seen in the Tottenham shirt. Um, but for him to say, actually, no, Son, you're not going to lead the line. Richarlison's going to lead the line. You're going to play off the left. And for that to pay off in the way that it did, Richarlison two goals, Son a goal and two assists. That was that was sensational. That was sensational, Nick. Sorry, I cut you I cut over you. Sorry. No, no, not at all, man. I think you you summed it up really well. Um, 
one of the biggest criticisms that we might have had about Sonny in the last few years is that perhaps he's looked off the boil a bit. He's getting on, you know, getting on in relative terms, of course. He's not Matty Mash or nothing like that. But <laughs> when you see when you see the speed coming out of him in the last couple of games, like the way that he is the way that he is kind of turning that pace on and beating people. And and yet, you know, you can say about yesterday, you can talk about Trippier, he's played every every minute so far he's had a hard run we all rate trips you know like for sure but we all I rate yeah we batted him I, I rated him until I saw him yesterday mate like, honest honest to God Go and he team. got done again and again and again to get him dead dead dead, dead. you <laughs> can't with. just say dead you want him dead no I don't want him dead hey. Jesus oh, Christ fucking hate trip here mate what, what him dead, I want him dead I want him gone so badly what we're gone from this <laughs> planet you want him dead? Mate, I'm sorry. Yeah, dead is a sorry, lot. but it's, 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 gang, it's, it's gang lines, it's gang shit, man. I'm this sorry. This is what we've created now. We're, we're in this territory, aren't we? Gang. Gang territory. Yeah, dead. Who else? You're going to get to a point, you know, like, you know, like, um, like in Bloods and Crips, like the Bloods don't yeah. pronounce words of a C in them. They say like Brazy and yeah. Bompton and all that sort of shit. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're going to be like in a year from now. You know, I mean, everything started with an A, so don't pronounce it anymore. I, I, that's what I, we're going to be. So, so like, all right, okay. So, so we're calling death on players now, man. If you're ops, you're ops. I'm sorry, you're ops. All right, so the that's entire Arsenal squad dead. Viewers. They're all dead. All of them in a pack. All, all, all of them dead. Dead. Right. Why have we let every, why have every we let Matty cash off? <laughs> <laughs> Matty Mash. Matty <laughs> Mash. No, he let why is Matty Mash let off? Why? Like, <laughs> oh, is it, are we sending a message? Are we he, sending a message? We, we want him. We want to do something for him. That's worse than death. We want yeah. them to find him and tell him what what we did to him. Yeah, I want to tell <laughs> his kids what a horrible life. man he's been. Yeah. And his grandkids. Anyway, All this is them. so dark. Um, can we? Uh, can you just talk about um, uh, Trippier <laughs> on a normal level, please? Um, yeah, he didn't have a good game yesterday, <laughs> and um, it was a shame. But um, Min Son, man, I, I defended him so much because. Um, not to go all deep or anything, but people, there's a perception that he's a bit soft and he's a bit weak because of his demeanour. But this is a guy who played with a fucking broken arm and scored a brace, or was it a hat trick against Aston Villa yeah. in the in two, the, two, in the two, days two, of Mourinho? Um, no man's ex, man's ex army man. He's gully. He's fucking gully man. And um, even in the games that we lost, I mean, he may not have played particularly well, but he's just, he's a tough nut to crap man. He's a tough guy and. Um, even yesterday, I think he was given man of the match or something. And he said, look, Rishi deserves a lot of credit as well. Because Rishi's come back from shitty form. Who is your man? And the likes of Rawson. Hmm? Me. Yeah, um, overall. Probably Poro. Probably Poro. Could have been anyone, though. Could have been yeah, anyone. I, I, I love Poro. I think um, the assist for um, Rishi's goal, the embrace of um, Postacoglu and... Um, it's a bit like um, like Strictly Come Dancing. It's like the people who win that show are people who have had a journey. And Poro might not be the best right back in the world, but he's had such a journey with our with our, with us as fans that I'll always give him, you know, more than anyone else. And I think Poro's probably been the match for me. So yeah, no, I'm with you. It's beautiful, man. Doggy, doggy. Yeah. Son was given man of the match. Richardson. Like I think, like if that, if this, is this what we've got? If is like is Richarlison, 
is he back? Like, is, what, I mean, he was never gone, but like, is is what we saw yesterday an example of what he was or what he could be? Or what he was at Watford and Everton. And I'm not talking about... You know what? A lot of conversations... I've been listening to TalkSport most of the day. I've been driving a lot today. And um, a lot about three or four times they've mentioned the fact that Richarlison miscontrolled his... Um, he miscontrolled the ball in from Porro in order to score the second goal. Like He might have miscontrolled it, but he had enough... You know about him to put himself in a situation where he was where, where he was scoring that goal. If Kane had scored that goal, no one would have talked about the miscontrol. I just think hey, was it. Sorry, go on, Nick. Did he like? Are we having that? Are we having that he miscontrolled? He that? just stumbled like, after the ball hit him. That, that, that's what it was. I think the touch the touch was enough to for his next touch to be a finish. Though is that miscontrol? Like, okay, he could have pulled it out of the air, like and and put it on a sixpence, but. The ball, the ball come over his shoulder, you know, like he's got a player on him. He got enough of a touch so that his next touch was a finish. Like, I think miscontrol is harsh. Like, and to your point, he looked, he looked transformed yesterday. He looked like the player who we signed. And, the, and we signed him for his bullying nature and his shithousery. And we have not seen that. Like that's what we paid the money for. We've seen like a meek version of him. But yesterday he was incessant. And I don't know what it was, but something changed in him yesterday. He was ball winning, you know, his first goal, right? Like he, he wins the ball in midfield with a with a big tackle, big interception. Um, I thought both the finishes were assured. Like I think they were going exactly where he wanted them to and he finished them off, which he's not done before. But more than anything, he was projecting this bullying like nature where he was after everyone and where he wanted it. Do you know he won the ball? He won the ball before his first goal. Yeah. And and and, and that, that aspect to his play is obviously always going to be underrated because that in itself doesn't do much to win a game. But the fact that he that that was a that is a massive part of his game, and he and he managed to win the ball in that instance, and and it go back to I think it was Poro, and we were able to play yeah. again, and then it ended up going to Son, and then back into Richarlison. It was yeah, like he Mate, wants they... to be he, he's he's his desire and his drive is to be the best he can possibly be. Obviously, it always is, but we haven't necessarily seen it. But his drive yeah, to no... be our number nine is there. And I think I think every everyone loves to hate Richarlison. I did before he was Tottenham. I'm sure most of us did. He, it, he he's the best guy to hate. Like no one likes him. Like he chucks out something which is, you know, unless he's your cunt, you don't want him. Like, and course, I think yeah. that's what's coming across on Talksport today is like the this just like well we can't really give him any credit, but he deserves all the credit. He he had a superb game. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, we'll finish on this uh, from Matthew Kavanagh. He says, does anyone else not care about getting a Champions League spot if it meant we go all out for the FA Cup? T? I want the top four. I'm sorry. I want that Champions League music back at Tottenham. And um, it's back to the old school arguments where um, do you want the trophy or the, um, or the, or the top four? And... Um, I think the club will probably want. It's, it's a difficult one. I think either 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 is fine, but I would like the top four finish myself. I want an FA so Cup. Over that. I want an FA Cup. Without question, I'd, I'd abandon any 
Champions League campaign next year for an FA Cup this year. Because we've done it before. We'll get the monkey off our back. Yeah, we've done, we, we've we've played in the Champions League. We've seen it. We, we, I mean, we we've nearly won it. We nearly did, but the FA Cup would be massive. I don't. I, and I and I genuinely think that an FA Cup and a sixth place finish with Postecoglou this season would be a launch pad for what he could do. Because that could you imagine the emotion and and the the, the media narrative around Tottenham of, for him to have done that in his first season? We haven't done it since ninety one. I think that that's the one. I think, I, I don't know. What would you think? You know, I, I think it's hard to call. We're in the middle of uh, a bit of a crisis that we're coming through at the moment. And I think that will dictate where, where we see successes on the pitch. But I'm just, you know, given this week um, and the start of the season, I'm just excited to see where we can go this year. And I hope one way or the other that it ends in a bit of glory. Okay, good. That's a good way to end the podcast. But I think I'm going to end it by playing um, Alan from Romford's message again. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> just going to play again because uh, I love it. Love like fuck Master Flex playing the same song twenty times. Yeah, I don't know what that means, T, but yeah, yeah. Let's um, do some bomb sounds and rewind it. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Listeners live. Listeners live. I've got some. What do I have to play? Just do a bomb sound at the bomb. start from the beginning. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a horn. That'll yeah. do. <laughs> Bit, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Listeners lives. Afternoon, boys. I can't bother the type. So um, I'm a fucking lazy bastard. I haven't watched match today, this morning, and Sky yesterday. What the fuck is actually going on? Got Gary Neville feeling sorry for Newcastle fans. They're a great bunch, trustworthy bunch. They made the effort. It's not our fault the fucking trains were down. Do you know what I mean? Match of the day commentator. Got to feel sorry for Newcastle because they look fatigued. All the players look fatigued. And they've got injuries and playing Champions League. Shay Given, he felt sorry for Newcastle because Spurs are getting lots of players into the box. What the fuck does that even mean? When Spurs lose with Spursy, when Spurs have major injuries with Spursy, when we struggled to handle domestic European football before, We've been told that we've got a weak underbelly in with Spurs. I don't fucking know what goes on no more. Honestly, don't. Anyway, that's my rant over. Enjoy your day. Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.